All right. Shall I continue? Please continue. This one's super simple. So put a sticker or something to advertise Dream Drive Mm. on the back of the camper. And the message should be emotional. Something like, a new way of glamping. You can too at www.dreamdrive.life. Let me tell you why that's a terrible idea. It's good that people don't know what you're doing in a van. Like it's a bit more private. It's obviously a camper van. People are shocked when they look inside of vans because on the outside it looks like a normal van. When, when they look inside, it's like it doesn't feel like you're in a van. And we like that shock. No, it's, not, it's a good idea. We, and we might do it. It's advertising. Not and, sure. And it, sure. I, it shouldn't be like the Red Bull car that drives around Tokyo. Nothing like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I know your point. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm not saying these ideas are the golden ticket. This is just stuff I came up with. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Now and Zen podcast. This is a show where we speak with fascinating folks who have an interesting and insightful Japan journey to share. It's savvy professionals from the arts, business, and culture. Yeah, the ABCs of all things Japan. We discuss and debate what it's like to live, work, and experience the most enigmatically exciting country in the world. Direct from Tokyo, this is the Now and Zen Podcast. Better sleep, better you. We all know sleep is important, and having a great mattress is paramount in achieving a deep sleep. This is where the Goo Goo Mattress Company comes in. Super comfortable, very affordable, and delivered to your home for free. Go to gugu.jp, read the many testimonials, and enter Zen in the promo box and receive a 20% discount. Learn more at gugu.jp and get ready for sweet dreams. Gugu, better sleep, better you. This episode, I sit down with Jared Campion. He is the co-founder of Dream Drive Japan a customized camper van rental company, or as Jared refers to it as, a luxury hotel on wheels. Despite the current situation, Dream Drive's business is booming. And as you will soon find out, renting cool customized camper vans is just step one in their ultimate goal of creating a whole new camping concept throughout Japan. We also talk about some of the hurdles he encountered when starting the company, the big camping culture difference between domestic customers and international clients, and for what it's worth, I even offer up a few business ideas of my own on how to further enhance Dream Drive Japan. Summer is here. Get ready to be inspired to go camping. Enjoy this episode with Jared Campion. Jared Campion, you are the co-founder of Dream Drive. How are you doing? Really good. Thank you for the invite. You're welcome. I love your business. When I saw it, I was like, wow, this is awesome. I got really excited about it. And not, not so much in a, gee, I wish I had thought of this first type of a way. Just like, this is so cool, and I want to know more about this. This is a guy that I think would be perfect for the podcast. So you're, here you are. And thank you for coming on such short notice. Thank you for the invite. Happy to be here. So let's just start there. How did Dream Drive come to be? Well, ever since I came to Japan on the working holiday, I've always felt travel could be more free. And just the way like, I grew up with a Volkswagen combi camper van oh, yeah. my parents had. And we always used to do road trips. I wasn't able to do that when I first came to Japan. I didn't, I didn't know it was available. 
So I always thought somebody should do that, especially since you've got like the network of onsen and you've got uh, all these amazing nature and great food everywhere. I felt that there was an idea somewhere like to create a type of van which really fits. I spoke, I talked about it to a lot of people. I've had a lot of ideas and I've done a few businesses. And yeah, and I, the more I talked, trying to talk other people into doing it, I just decided I should do it, so. You customize the vans yourself. Yeah, we have them. Um, Why customize the vans versus regular campers? Well, it's a, it's a, there's a few reasons. One is we, wanted to, we thought we could build a better van for it. We wanted to build a van that didn't feel like you're inside a van. We wanted to do, um, we, we use hotel grade bedding. We put in like real beds. The camper van beds are very uncomfortable, like a traditional camper van. Okay. And we wanted to make the environment so you could like chill out in the van. We like to do everything in under one roof. So we do the woodwork, we do the metal work, we do the textiles. We've got quite a team and it's a bit of an operation now yeah. <laughs> to do what we're doing. We kind of have a bigger vision than what we're doing right now. Our goal is to build like a different ecosystem of travel. And the van's like a way for you to, to travel around Japan. So this is like stage one, but I just wanted to do it like, I just wanted to do it right. How yeah. many vans do you have? We have 11. We've got six now, re releasing two more next week, and then another three next month. Wow. So yeah, we're just rolling them out at this point. This does not sound like an easy undertaking. There must have been a lot of bureaucratic hurdles. Mm. It sounds very capital intensive. You have to buy all the vans. Right. And you're a startup in a very culturally niche market. Could you share some of the difficulties you had and how you were able to overcome? Well, I was a carpenter. That's why I stayed in Australia. But I kind of moved away from that. So I, I knew I needed to hire like the right people and get the right people involved. Um, so I built the first one myself. and. I had to study a lot, like getting the license and getting the, figuring out the regulations to what pass. What kind of license? Uh, rental license. Vehicle rental license? Yeah, vehicle rental. Is that easy? Uh, not really. No, not for me, <laughs> at least. So, yeah. Why, because you're gaijin? Partly, um, but just just a lot of rigmarole and it's, you have to have a certain amount of land. You have to have a mechanic. It's, it's a bit of, it is a capital intensive business to run. So if you add a van, you have to add extra land for every van you have, right? For parking, you mean? Yeah. Sure. Even, even the car dealers, when they're going to sell a car here, they have to register each vehicle. It's just a lot of hurdles to jump through. From 2018, October, I decided to, I was managing a different business and I decided, okay, I'm just going to go through it. Start going through the hoops and like figuring out the rules. How long did um, that take? I started a business in golden week last year and then just building the vehicles reg figuring out the regulations that is super complicated and there's a lot of rules uh, in there on like how how to get it to pass the shack end car inspection yeah and we register we change a vehicle from like a work vehicle into a hachi plate with eight plate camper and there's what does that mean eight plate camper so if you see like um, a regular car a one a four you'll right. see the little numbers next on the license plate above it and like an eight plate is a, is means a special customization. So if, if you're looking at like a police car ambulance, um, mm -hmm. there'll be an eight plate, uh, which means there's structural changes in, inside. Are all Oops. campers in Japan an eight number plate? Uh, not all of them. I mean, the first one we did is we started by with a rooftop tent, like a pop tent on top of a on top of like a mini. But for like a real camper, mm -hmm. where you have a sink in it, 
yeah, you need to, you actually, you can't just change a car in that way. Shaken in Japan is inspected every, what is it, four years, five years? It changes on rental where you have to do it every year, but yeah, usually it's uh, every... So you have to have your camper vans inspected every year? Yeah, that's just rental rules. And so. that's expensive. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of costs. Yeah, the insurance, the, it is a capital intensive business, yeah. basically. And everything but, I would imagine is in Japanese too. Yeah, and but we, we have Japanese staff. So, okay. Yeah, so um, I figured that out myself at first and then hired people as we went on. Okay. So, so you have 11 vehicles now. Yeah. It, does it get easier each vehicle that you add or do you have to go through the whole same process for every vehicle? Whole same process, but we know the process. So definitely yeah. much easier for us now. What was the biggest challenge of getting your business going? Corona didn't help, but I'd say before that, money <laughs> would probably okay. be just as, it is, as you could imagine, it's expensive to yeah. do it. But, um, uh, and also figuring out like marketing you can't use Airbnb or booking sites. So I was going to ask you that. So you cannot use Airbnb for campers? No. So I've seen it different, done, done differently in different markets, but I think if you could get around it maybe if you market it like saying you can't drive it, but basically you can't. It's just confusing. Right. Yeah. Well, I saw on TripAdvisor yep. that you have 100% five-star ratings. Right. So congratulations Thank there. You. Yep. And you guys are very proactive. Right. in your social media platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially on TripAdvisor, there you reply to everybody's right. comments. Right. That's great. That yeah. means a lot for people to people. Yeah. We reply well to positive comments, but we, we'll see how we go with negative ones. But <laughs> Have you had any negative ones yet? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. It, it's quite small, so we can give up personal touch. Are you an RV rental company? A glamping company? Mm. A travel company? or something else? What category do you put yourself in? We're going for luxury hotel on wheels is, is, our, is our ultimate target. Luxury is a broad term, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, luxury in terms of like freedom and like clean bedding, comfortable surroundings, good service. Like we really want to give people a great time. We have a concierge as they go. We help them find locations if we've got any questions. That's interesting. So what does that mean, concierge as they go? So when uh, someone books our vans, we've got maps of places they can go. If they, they can either follow a predetermined course, self-drive, so it's up to them. Or we have just a map of places, great places to stop and visit. Uh, or they can ask our team. We, we make a group of them, a chat group, and we, if, if they've got questions, that we, we can support uh, the customers along the journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we, we kind of keep in touch with the customers, and that, that's kind of part of the concept. Are most of your customers inbound tourists or domestic customers? So the goal was inbound at first. The goal was always to use the inbound. Uh, and we were very busy last September, October. Uh, it is seasonal though. And you've got certain markets where they love RV travel and they're interested in it. But yeah, we're pulling a lot of people into the lifestyle. Why are you focusing or why were you focusing? And right. I'm sure probably going forward, you'll probably focus again on the inbound. Right. But like you saw, yourself, you said you wanted to have options for camping and yeah. having a new lifestyle in Japan. So why wouldn't you take that same sediment and apply that to both foreigners and Japanese alike in Japan? Isn't it a bigger market? It is a bigger market, um, but I guess we felt more comfortable starting with uh, inbound. And also the, we assumed that they would have more time to do longer trips. So That's true. 
yeah but the local market's been good we get good repeat customers locally so there's there's definitely um good positives both sides and we're getting more and more japanese customers now too which is great and really good to what's deal the with. mix between foreigners and japanese it's slightly more japanese but if if you count nationality um but if you do it by if you do it by nation it's slightly more japanese but if you do it by foreign versus most of our customers are actually european Europeans and Americans, do they have any issues with the space or the size of the camper van? We're building bigger and bigger vans, right? And we, we are planning to build the bigger like, uh, RVs with, with uh, showers included as well uh, as we scale up to it. But yeah, so we're not like a cl- somebody looking for a classic camper van with a shower and, a, and everything inside. At this stage, we're not really servicing that. But... Um, yeah, for the more European market, there's more camper van, not really RV or motorhome. And the camper vans uh, are a bit more suited for that too. So we have, we have a tiny K-van, which is like tiny, like the, the uh, yellow plate uh, yeah, van. And then we, we have like our large, largest one now. So we just re- released the Sprinter. But the, the main one we're focusing on is a Hiace um, as like our main van. And we're making five of those, uh, which we're releasing right now. Cool. So, and that, that's large enough. That one is large enough for the American family. It's like two two beds in there, yeah. uh, which can sit like four. The beds are foldable. Uh, no, they're actually fully in the in the big high ace we're focusing yeah. on. Well, I, I have three children, so I'm really testing it on my on my family. Cool. The bed's set up. We can pull it out and have just a bed for two people. We just did a promotion with like the workation where we took the top bed off and have a desk in there. That same bed, there's another bed which goes on top of it. Cool. And, and that's really built for families. And it's great for families because, like, if you travel in Japan, you have to pay per person at hotels. Yeah, and that's true. On, and, on, and on public transport. So our prices are kind of much cheaper for families to travel. If, if, you, if you're counting how many people have to pay when you travel. And if you break it down that way, per person, it's, it's, it's probably cheaper. It is cheaper. For sure. Yeah. Like, so, we, I mean, our cheapest vans, Ichiman and I, just around that. I and mean, then uh, the, the one which is for families is uh, Niman, Gosen, like around, around 25,000 yen a night. If you've got four people, it's definitely, definitely cheaper. And it's also just a different way of traveling. You can, we've got a map and routes of locations you can stay. There's so many amazing places for people to go. So it's kind of unlocking that style of travel, yeah. which is what makes it well, most I, fun. I think it's, it's fantastic, man. I mean, I really, I did not even know about your business or even know who you were right. literally less than a week ago. And I was on LinkedIn, and somebody posted a video. Yeah. To the one where it's, it's taken from the perspective. I think maybe you're using a GoPro camera <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But you're in the van, and the shot is the perspective is the person's eyes. So they're sitting in the camper van. They're tap, tap, tapping away on their computer. And then they swivel back, and they look out, and they see a lake. Mm. And then look back at the computer, take a sip of the coffee, put it down, bolts out of the camper van, runs down the deck, jumps in the water, and then the head pops up, and you look back, and you see the green mountains, you see the camping space, you see the camper car. And I saw that, and I'm thinking, man, I want to go camping. That's the idea. Yeah. (laughs) It's very good. Your background is video creative? I've done a few things. I have worked in video. What's made me most of actual money in the past is uh, recruitment and advertising. Okay. So I, I was in creative 
I was trying to make it in creative. Came here as a teacher, tried different things, was making videos, was getting paid for videos. And then I had a child and we decided to stay in Japan. It's around 2011. Then I got into, uh, couldn't make in creative, so I got into advertising uh, and uh, as, a, as a recruiter. Advertising as a recruiter? Yeah, recruiting like, ad creative directors, um, marketing people as a headhunter. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. On LinkedIn, you have one of the most honest job descriptions on LinkedIn. <laughs> Your first one says, while trying to make it as a video creative, mm. I worked a bunch of different jobs with not too much to show for it. It's pretty honest. <laughs> Br brutally honest. You get points for honesty, right. that's for sure. <laughs> What's a typical journey? Do they drive up to, say, Aomori, or do they drive all the way down to Kyoto? Changes every time. A lot of people, for the first time, will follow one of our self-guided trips around Shizuoka, uh, Yamanashi, Mount, around Mount Fuji. I mean, if you look at things to do in Japan, one of the top things is a Mount Fuji bus tour. The other top thing is Mario Kart um, around the city. <laughs> um, and we, we've kind of targeted like a better way to see Mount Fuji in the area. Yep. We've had other customers go all the way down to like Kyushu and, and all over the place to do like a do like a 20 day really? like trip. Uh, but these are more people who've used camper vans before. Okay. And uh, yeah, for them, we just try and make it easy for them to do that in but Japan. But they have to return it back to Tokyo. You have to return it back to Tokyo. Okay. Yeah. So for now, so part of our goal is to set up that network of places. So there's more hubs yeah. to help them as they travel around, to get, get the bed linen refreshed and, yeah. and use that as a hub for travel. So. Do you have any competitors in Japan? Yeah, we do. I mean, Japan Campers has been doing this for years but are, they're business. campers though camper yeah motorhomes motorhomes um, yeah but the customized vans do you have oh any? we don't there's nobody doing what we're doing what's your usp what's your differentiation right between say a regular uh, rv i should say is it the cost is it the comfort what is it i'd say it's a it's a whole experience it's a it's a mixture of everything. The feeling, the comfort you have inside. We give people a real bed. We're really trying to give that luxury ex experience. It includes everything. Mm -hmm. uh, it includes all the camping equipment, like basic kettle, stove, seating. Regular so, RV rental companies don't offer that. A lot of it's piecemeal. You okay. get you get the initial van, and, and then it's piecemeal afterwards. And also, we we can't we can't keep it try and keep it as simple as possible. Like the insurance is included. So the yeah. way they have to insure them is kind of different. And there's like, if you damage it, then you've got to, you've got to pay all this money for the van, extra than the car. And then you've also got to um, usually pay for um, days that's not used as, while they prepare, repair it. Our concept of having our workshop means we can repair the vans quickly and get them back, get them back on the road. Yeah. For us, we're, like, we're, we're in Tokyo and our, we're kind of very close pickup location. We also do delivery into, into Tokyo. Feel we have a high repeatability, but it's just because like we've had customers use our vans three times in one month. Just that high repeat customer because we we get to know them. We're recommending new places. There's other, we've unlocked for them a different way to discover Japan. They want to discover all these places in Japan, which are not tourist yeah. centers. Amazing shrines with no one there. Amazing beaches. Amazing like uh, landscapes and hiking trails. No, and amazing roads for driving. It's, yeah. it's so fun. One of the things that I think is a really great, unique Japan experience is the concept of Michi no Eki, mm -hmm. which yeah. is a little bit different from what we know as a rest area on the highway. Yeah. These are specific rest areas 
to kind of get a, a feeling of that region. And a lot of them have onsens yep. there. They have showers. They have restaurants. They always have local craft beer, all the food and delicacies and drinks and alcohol that's mm. specific to that region. So it's really worth time yeah. to stop off at these areas and experience those. It's a great way to travel and get get these ingredients and cook them as well. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel that's like a, a part we're really looking at is like how we want to start doing more like um, custom tours for different types of people. So like the, the chef's tour, like where if someone's a chef overseas, go a bit, go a bit deeper. Okay. And like here's some places you should go. Here's some fish markets you should try get the ingredients and include that kind of set in in the van okay i mean some missionaries are not so keen to have uh, people camp there it really right. depends on who's right. the manager like many things in japan depends right. who's running this particular facility a lot of them are really open to having um the, particularly the western camper visit because they buy so much stuff at the shops and they're really interested in what's local yeah. and that's kind of what they what they set up for sure i like that idea that you just said about theme travel for chefs, for example, or cooks, we can collaborate on that because in Gifu Prefecture, we, we have our own factory where we make yeah. kitchen knives and we would offer personalized tours of mm. our factory. So a little bit of a value add to the experience for those chef customers. Right there, that's on the that's on the tour, like for sure. That's the kind of thing that I feel is like the... Let's do it. Done. Contract. <laughs> Japanese knives is like a huge, people geek out on that big time. I, I know for a fact, um, yep. a lot of chefs want them when they come well, to Japan. That's one of the top souvenir requests for yep. foreign tourists when they come to Japan is Japanese knives. 100%, 100%. So that, that would be like a, a perfect example. I think this yep. would be a great tour. Yeah. Yeah, definitely keen. It's a perfect example. And it's like food is huge, obviously for, for tourists. Japan's got so many deep like verticals which we feel we can explore. Yeah. Um, and this is the kind of work which excites us. Yeah. There's so many craftsmen cultures in Japan. Yeah, which well, the, the buzzword is experience over things. Mm, and, mm. and all the things that you're talking about right now, that's all experience. Yeah. And people are willing to spend more money for experiences than they are 100%. for things. 100%. It's a experience travel. What is the goal for your business? Five years, ten years. What do you want Dream Drive mm. to become? We got big dreams, and you should. It's in the name <laughs> of your company. Exactly, exactly. Our goal is to build a thousand vans in three years. Really? That's our goal. Um, are you are towards. you looking for investors? Yeah, we've taken investors. Um, we, we it is a venture backed business, basically. Is it really to get it going? And um, are you looking for more investment? We're doing a round actually right now. It's, can um, people that are as excited as me about your business, can they also invest in your business? Email us. It depends. <laughs> it depends who it is. But, um, and how yeah. much it is. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, no, we're definitely we, we're seeing a shift in the way people travel. Yeah. And using our network, like the Basecamp network, we're seeing a different kind of style of travel. Which You've mentioned this a couple times, the Basecamp network. What does that yeah. mean? A base camp is a few purposes. One of them is like it's a place where people can pick up the vans. Okay. And it's also a place to stay. Like you have auto camps or like RV parks, campsites. Right. People can park and do park there and sleep the last night. 
I mean, of shower rooms and so forth, right? It will have a, a clubhouse um, at the base camp, which is what's more a, social. What's a clubhouse? It's going to have somewhere to check in. It's going to have like a little lounge where people yeah. can co-work. If, if people, some people need to want to work and vacation at the same time. So have good Wi-Fi where if they have to catch up some emails at night or something, they can go there and do that. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll have a big, a big fire where it's more social area around, around a campfire. We'll have craft beers. Uh, we'll have some like cooking kits available where they can have these pre-packaged things to cook and make. And then um, we'll have private landscape sites where they, they can go and park a bit more like, I feel like camping culture is huge in Japan. Like tent camping is such a big market. But uh, I feel we would like to build, bring a more Western style of auto yeah. camp uh, to Japan. And it should be a place for foreigners and for Japanese to like. But isn't the whole purpose of your business to be mobile? It is, but a lot of our Japanese customers pick up our vans and go campsites. Their goal is not necessarily, it seems, to discover yeah. Japan always. Okay. It's more maybe to escape to nature or, I like to say, rediscover Japan. That's interesting. Um, so so we're kind of given, for, for the Japanese customer, maybe given a more foreign-style camp. Yeah. A bit more social, a bit more landscape, a bit more private. So not too cluttered with too many yeah. tents. I could see that. I could see for the Japan market, the customers would want to pick up your vans and just park them and stay. Yeah, and we feel we can give, if they pick up our van from our depot in Tokyo, they could drive it to our base camp outside of Tokyo yep. and have a really good end-to-end camping experience. But what's the benefit for you, right. or how do you monetize having a base camp? Well, when we build a 1,000 vans, we're going to need a lot of land to park them. So we're registering the vehicles, and we see that land as dual purpose. And there's also accommodation needs. So sure. our base camp could be on booking com or airbnb right as yeah. like we build small cabins and so forth we see like when we build this and the atmosphere we're going to build we feel a lot of people want to be part of that jared one thing about me when i see an exciting business idea it gets my creative juices flowing mm. and i like coming up with ideas for that business so when i saw your business i immediately thought of a few ideas from my perspective hit me which I thought might be complimentary. Happy to steal them. You want to hear them? I I am. (laughs) I'm definitely going to steal these ideas if they're good and not give any credit. Number one. Number one. Now, now before you poo-poo this because it's so simple, just hear me out here. A newsletter. A Japanese travel content Mm. aggregate Mm. newsletter. You have so much great content already on your website and all your SNS platforms. Mm. Instead of a pull model, where you rely on people to come to your site, mm. how about pushing this great content out to a broader audience via mm. a newsletter? And take it a step further, adding even more value by aggregating other Japan travel writers' contents with, mm. with permission and links to their blogs or their site, of course, because there's so much out there. For example, even in our mutual LinkedIn friends, there's Donnie Kimball, mm-hmm. who writes a different side of Japan blog, which is awesome. Yep. And there's Ruth Jarman. Mm-hmm. She's been on this podcast, and she represents many great destinations, mm. and she's always blogging about Japan. It could almost become a travel, a Japanese travel newsletter mm. sponsored by Dream Drive. So it's an aggregate content mm. newsletter. Love it. Stolen. Number two. Number two, partnerships, Mm -hmm. both in software 
and hardware. And what I mean by that, the software is the partnering up with onsens, with mm. restaurants, with attractions, mm. the activities or the things to do on the camping journey. Mm. So you could offer with these collaborations, discount coupons, you could get the establishment's brochures beforehand, include these in the packet of things to do that you put into the, into the camper. And this is added value for your customers, and it also creates new content for the newsletter. That's the software part. Hmm. The hardware, that could be the camping gear, the cooking hmm. tools, even the bedding. So camping stuff, there's Coleman, which is a, a no-brainer. But then you have the Japanese outdoor company Snowpeak. They're very progressive. And then cooking tools where, well, that's where I come in. So it could be like stove cast iron skillets. It could be zwilling steak knives. What this does is it just enhances the overall experience. And it starts moving into the direction of glamping versus just regular camping because you said yourself you want to do a luxury lifestyle and the bedding for example you said you have hotel quality i don't know which bedding you use but the sponsor of this podcast is the goo goo mattress company so you could add their flyer in your packet and say enjoy your sleep that was a goo goo mattress want one for your home here's an easy online discount coupon and then you also get a introduction fee or a commission mm. fee or something like that. So that's mm. the, the hardware part of it. Yeah, no, some really good thoughts there. We are talking to some potential camping gear um, suppliers. Very interested to talk about cook, cooking wear uh, on that point. Uh, and we, we do feel there's a segment somewhere between camping and household goods. I'm not a big fan of the word glamping. Nor <laughs> am I. Okay, but I, I feel like I only use it because I don't know if there's a more established word. It's the right word. It's the best word. It is the most established word. But right. the fact that like camping gear is made to be very lightweight, very portable. When you've got a vehicle, it doesn't have. To, it can be a bit more higher quality. It can be. It can be heavier because uh, you're not lugging it around. So we'd like to collaborate with brands. But yeah, I mean that's that's the fun stuff we really want to get right. into. Sure. So yeah. Yeah, it seems like all the kind of ancillary services and products that revolve around mm. your camper van, around the lifestyle, I should say, it almost seems endless. It could be destinations, it could be services, it could be products. It's just, you know, sponsorship. It just goes yeah. on and on and on. I think so, too. Number four. <laughs> and this probably works only for the domestic market, but go into the customized camping van market mm. so you have the expertise maybe the economies of scale i bet a lot of people after renting one of your vans think to themselves man i wish i had my own camper van and you can always offer the try before you buy option we've sold them oh you do sell them we had to make money somehow so right we've, um we've made vans for koala and um we made a mattress truck we, okay. we converted like the kuloneko delivery truck into a, a van and we've made a van for Golf Pro. They, they want to follow the circuit, live in an RV. Okay, right? cool. So we would like to make vans in the future for people. At this point, we're focused on building our fleet. Sure. But uh, it was, it's an interesting idea because a lot of people want to build a van and live in them. So we are looking at that too. Like, how can we help these people out? A bit? That's why we kind of want to build products for, for this yeah. kind of lifestyle. Sure. Um, have you heard of a van life movement? 
No. So if you Google van, van life, one word, there's a ri rising number of people who are living in a van. And they convert the vans to be more like a tiny home on wheels. But it's one of the biggest trending topics. So people who are interested in van life are really interested in what we're doing. When I, when I travel with, with Dream Drive, I'm, I use the vans, of course, with my family. I love it. It just feels so much free. Liberating. It's liberating. It's freedom of freedom is movement in a way, right? Being able to go and explore, explore different places, especially when you have children. I've got three foreign children, and kids love camping. Kids love camping. There's some of our best salespeople are the children of the, yeah. the parents show the kids. The kids are like the main salespeople for us. It's super stressful travel. Usually, you're dragging around suitcases from place to place. You go to a new town. Where's a, where do I check in? Yep. You know, I'll oh, put all the stuff there in the hotel. You almost want to go sleep, but oh no, we're here. We gotta travel. Like travel, I believe could be so much better than it is. Yep. So we just want to really deliver that style of travel, which is a way I always traveled with road trips, just because yep. I yeah. was brought up with it. I really feel Japan's one of the best places for it, because it's got a network of onsen everywhere 30,000 in Japan yeah. no one has that Japan should be the place people go and say Japan's best done by camper New Zealand's got that flag the best place to go in the world is New Zealand because like, you have to do it by camper now right. Japan's Japan's best by camper yeah the roads are incredibly easy to drive in English the English well, signs how are you going to get that message out there this podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole marketing strategy relies on this becoming the biggest podcast TripAdvisor's huge. Just, I think you do a good job and you're passionate about something, word yep. of mouth. And uh, there's, a, there's a bunch yep. of things we're doing, making content, yep. showing the style of travel. There's so many amazing places. The cream rises to the top. It might take a year, it might take two years. You sound like you've got some good investments, so maybe a little bit faster. The great content is always going to be found. I found mm. it. Is selling your business in the future, is that one of your goals? No, my goal is to keep doing it. I see the interest under from the customers and the repeat bookings. Right. So I kind of I know we're on the right track. Yep. I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I'm loving it, and I see like such a big vision of future. You're living the dream. I'm dreaming the drive, and I'm driving the dream. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. The same thing when he shows up with that tiny motorbike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yes. like, what he's walking on the, along the road. You telling me that you sold that van to some kid and you yep. totally redeemed yourself. That 50cc scooter for the big van, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb and Dumber is my movie. Yeah, well, I mean, it does involve customized vans. It does involve customized vans. Yep. One more for you. And you re might really need a killer sales guy for this, but mm. um, tie up with travel agents and tour operators and get them to include Dream Drive in part of their inbound customer Japan experience. Have you ever participated in a, a trade show? In a tourism trade show? Yes. Uh, no. The biggest travel trade show is called the World Travel Market. And the JNTO, Japan mm. National Tourism Organization, they have a huge booth there. So I think being a part of that, yeah. you could have a very small booth, maybe the size of this table. That's all you really need. And it's for professionals. Mm. So it's travel agents, it's tour operators, it's all the professionals that are involved with international travel. They go there. And anyone that's in interested in Japan, you're going to stick out because your offering is so interesting and so unique. Mm. Tying up with travel partners overseas, so they're already pre-selling your services in their markets before they even come to Japan. 
I'm going to get you a t-shirt, Andrew. I'm going to buy you a plane ticket. <laughs> and we're going <laughs> to have to send you over there. No, uh, no. To move. no, but it's a great... No, you're right. I think that's a... A lot more we, we could be doing. At this point, we're focusing on the on the product and right. just making it as, as good as we can. Okay, I thought of one more. Okay. Here's a bonus idea for you. Number six. Are you ready for this one? Hit me. I, in my industry, which is retail consumer goods, we're always talking about experience over things. Well, your whole business is an experience. That's what you sell. How about offering gift coupons? Mm. Let's say I want to give my best friend a birthday present. And I don't know what to give him. How about a Dream Drive gift coupon, redeemable for up to a whole year? That way you, you pre-sell. And it's up to the recipient to make the booking. But you get the money up front. It's, it's experience idea. over things. That's the easy one we should do right now. One of the things you can tell about a nice restaurant is the hand soap that they have in the restaurant. And here, service. Yeah. Well, no, they don't. Have a, they don't have towel service here. Right. But they do use a soap. It's an Australian, mm. Mm, really nice smelling mm. soap that they use. So that's quite nice. You gotta use a soap. Yeah. In our vans, we do not have a soap yet. yet. But if you're listening, a soap. We want that in our vans. They're a great brand. Yeah. And they have a their retail experience is really nice. I don't know if you've been mm. to any yeah. of their stores. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do it right. Yeah, we got some at our shop for our staff. But yeah, it's definitely, it's got a nice, I don't say oil to the soap. Yeah. It's got a nice, like, after, after feel. It's got a yeah. hand, you got to kind of feel like you've had a Leoxetan, like, uh, hand. It's like a soap and a hand, what do you call that word? Moisturizer? Hand, hand cream. Hand cream? Remember that? Doesn't hand cream moisturize? You got me. I think we're getting Can't into semantics. And, it's uh, like glamping, camping. I think so you and I are camp. probably the two least qualified guys to talk about moisturizer stuff. But it, it, it smells nice. It's, a, it's the best soap I've ever used in my life. And I would have to agree. It's the best soap I've ever used in my life. And you know who would be a fantastic sponsor of this podcast? Can you guess? Dream Drive Campervans. And eSoap. Together. Together. Jared, um, like I said earlier, very excited about you and especially your business. Congratulations on following your passion and doing what you want to do. You're living the dream. You've got all the hard work put in and you've got the best team and you've got great investors. And most importantly, you have a fantastic product mm. and great experience. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you. I look forward to welcoming you into a van soon and uh i can't wait to go camping <laughs> man cheers on me all right cheers and that my friends was jared campion customized camper van travel sounds great doesn't it find out more at dreamdrive.life they have many different types of camper vans to suit your needs from family size or even based on your budget Thanks for listening to the Now in Zen Japan podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star rating or comment on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks, everybody.